time where the boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day on the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock candy mountains in the big rock candy mountains all the cops have wooden legs and the bulldogs all have rubber teeth and the hens lay soft boiled eggs the farmer's trees are full of fruit and the barns are full of hay oh i'm bound to go where there ain't no snow where the rain don't fall the wind don't blow in the big rock candy mountains in the big rock candy mountains you never change your socks and the little streams of alcohol come a trickling down the rocks the brakemen have to tip their hats and the railroad bulls are blind there's a lake of stew and a whiskey too you can paddle all around them in a big canoe in the big rock candy mountains in the big rock candy mountains the jails are made of tin and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in there ain't no short handle shovels no axes saws or picks I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day where they hung the church that invented work in the big rock candy mountains Wow <sighs> We have uh we have a couple of uh, of those small mini pumps Oh they work great It's they heat and and cool Yeah well we have natural gas furnace Oh yeah, so well, it we goes, didn't have that <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I know they sound great. Yeah, you know that that sound that it makes right there. That's uh, multiply that by a hundred, and that's uh, that that's the thing that I made for uh, that that film with a friend of mine. I made him a dragon that went around and shot flames thirty feet. Ooh. Story time with Mick. It was a lot of fun. It really was. <laughs> it was. It was basically. I just put a couple of baffles on a on a, a tank that, that and ran. Uh, this, there's this machine that these little cups that are called Venturi cups, and you you run a huge compressor. I don't mean like a little compressor. I mean like you know the ones with the uh, that you literally tow behind a truck, right? <laughs> right. It has a hose that big to it, right? And you just put it on his head, and, and it re-diverts the air and brings it right, focuses it out the front, right? It's called an air mover. Ah. Huh. And um, <laughs> so I had to see what it looked like if you hooked that up to a uh, to just a straight propane tank. Wow. It's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> it really is. It makes a little tornado. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, they're, they're really fun. <laughs> So hey, I got hair, man. I got hair just moving, just that indestructible man. I uh, how did you discover this one? How did I discover this one? Um, I watch probably ten or fifteen old black and white films a week now. And YouTube is a good place to do it. it YouTube is great. I it's since I discovered that YouTube has got virtually every film that that everybody has forgotten <laughs> they don't charge for them because they forgotten. don't charge for them you know and it's like wow that's a it's a pretty sweet deal and and there are 
there are I'm going down lists of some <laughs> science fiction places, you know, science fiction, you know, uh collections like that B, people have. B movies kind of. Right. Oh yeah, that B movie. I, I mean some of these guys have like 3 500 different films, you know, and you're going down and you you think that they'd all be the same film. You know, and some of them are, but most of them aren't. And you're going, wow, there are a lot of these made. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you open YouTube, even watching this one, there's a whole list that you're like, oh, I should check those out. <laughs> so yeah, you, you go through a rabbit trail. <laughs> right, right. You'll never end. And, and, oh, and Amazon you know that, Prime's good, too, for that Well, YouTube actually makes, makes its own rabbit trails. Because as you <laughs> go into do. a given thing, it then gives you another. If you go underneath like a film that's running, yeah. if you just arrow down, you'll see a whole list films that are just related to like that one you know and uh <laughs> yeah well plus they 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 learn you too they learn your personality what's funny is my my podcast login has all horror movies like hey you should watch this and it's all horror related and then oh, my right. other personality <laughs> is like a lot of history and a lot of like you know oh. world war ii history and other things like that <laughs> so and politics. The other guy likes right. politics. Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. You see, that's 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 my uh, that's my Facebook. Right. It's World, War, it's World War II aircraft. Yeah. And politics. Well, there you go. And, and by the way, you don't ever want to mix the two. You <laughs> no. never want to get into politics while you are in the World War II areas, right? Yes. Because those guys are insane. Yes. Yeah, you, you know, they're, they're, oh, I can't believe anything that's going on now. Oh, my God, you know? It's, uh, oh, it's like, yeah, Donald, uh, I, you know what? I'd just take Donald Trump out, and I would beat him to death with Joe Biden. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> Actually, I think there should have been a boxing match. I would have loved to see Biden, like, beat up Trump. <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. I'd like to see anybody beat up Trump. So, so indestructible, man. Indestructible man. 1956. Um, it's only an hour and 12 minutes. And wait, I, I got to read the description. Charles the Butcher Benton, a brutal death row inmate, gets double crossed by a crooked lawyer. He gets his chance for revenge when, after he's been executed, this is the best part. A bizarre experiment brings him back to life and more deadly than ever. How and, and how freaking <laughs> random is that? Because not only that, not only, not only does. That guy's in San Francisco, yeah. and he's killing in L.A. And then yes, he has yeah. to get, so as part of the story, he has to get back to L.A. from San Francisco. Well, I was going to ask you about that, because there's some really good shots of L.A., right? Oh, some great shots of L.A. The, the, uh, the shots that are down around Angel's Flight is amazing. Right. The whole Angel's Flight section, the, uh, the, the uh, I can't even think of what they call that, um, the thing that goes up hills. Right, the little trolley thing, right? I can't remember what it's yeah, called. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> a funicular. Okay. It's a fununicular. Funicular. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, getting all these great shots hey, off Hey, baby, you want to see my funicular? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, but LA had a particular funicular. Right. Uh, <laughs> it, it looked over this, it looked over a real tall piece of town so that the it shots really that cool. you got. The shots that you got when you were in it and going down were just really cool. Yeah, those were cool shots. I had no idea. <laughs> and you know, here's the great thing is is as you're looking looking to the side, you can see the clock tower um, building that Lo Frank Lloyd Wright shot at uh, that has the funicular going underneath it. 
uh, with the clock when he's doing all the uh, clock stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you've seen all those uh, um, uh, silent silent movies that have uh, uh, him, you know, going on the ladder and all the rest of that, and that's right there, right next to the funicular. Oh. You can actually see it go past that building a couple of times. That's cool. But I thought this was interesting. It's because it was more than one genre. It's like a, it's crime drama, sci-fi, horror. <laughs> it's a very weird film because there's a, there's a, a there's a, a, a elements of sci-fi, elements of horror, and elements of, of, of just a regular straight ahead crime drama. Um, and, and the thing is, is, you keep thinking to yourself that um, that the guy who is indestructible that it, it, there's something about Lon Chaney that works for horror films because of this one element. Lon Chaney Jr. looks like he hates himself. Well, he's always all sweaty too. Yeah, there's there's a there's like a there's an element of self-loathing. In, in the look on his face and stuff that actually works for the characters that he plays, you know? And this one was particular relevant, particularly relevant because there seemed to be, I mean, other than that, then he was driven by revenge. There was something about him that said that he knew that it was wrong and he hated himself for it also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is like, I was looking through trivia <laughs> And it said that, I guess Lon Chaney had asked the director not to make any dialogue changes during lunch because that's when he liked to get drunk. <laughs> so was Lon Chaney Jr. a big alcoholic? Because that might be part of the, the, obviously his character might be showing part of that, I guess, part of that. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I had, I had never heard one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it seemed that in general, there was an awful lot of drinking. Yeah. Well, I think I didn't know he was an alcoholic, but it, it sounded like from uh, what I was reading about him that he had an issue with that, and it, well, it kind of affected father, his acting career. And definitely, the, his father did. Yeah, his father definitely did. Well, this was Lon Chaney Jr.'s. Apparently, this was his last uh, starring role in the 1950s. His last yeah. movie that he starred in, which yeah. is pretty sad. And there's something about it too that's that's uh, uh, you see that in this period. Uh, when was his his dad was dying in nineteen thirty I think, am I right because we're that sounds about right I think thirties what was it mid thirties was the last one he did, yeah that was the hell um, well the unholy three yeah nineteen unholy yeah yeah the unholy three so if you look at that it's being nineteen thirty and uh, and if this is his son's uh, kind of last major performance what year was this. This is fifty six. Late fifties. But they shot this in nineteen fifty four, but they didn't release it till fifty six, apparently. Right. So so uh so I, I guess uh they both passed on that uh they both passed on the short stick to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well he's uh I don't know, Lon Chaney's Jr.'s kind of uh like Wolfman, for example, I think he's better when he doesn't talk because <laughs> he's not oh, that. Oh yeah, no, he's not he that strong. Should, I don't think he should never talk because because <laughs> it comes out not so much as being. Um, I think that he thinks it it has a certain amount of low level gravitas, and it just kind of comes out as being classless, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 the thing is, is it's like 
I think that when he was working on uh, uh, the werewolf, I think he needed help. Even yeah. then, I mean, he was terrible. Yeah. Well, this one, you could, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny how he didn't talk at all because basically he was just this angry dead revived dead monster that was going around right. killing people but yeah. i liked when they showed the close-up of him twitching because you could see you could tell that it was the same shot every time it's right like, and i was thinking i was thinking to myself oh they must have shot that when he came back from lunch and realized that they changed some dialogue it was like right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um here's the thing and you're asking why why i suggested this film i suggested this film because even though it is not a great film um, Low budget B movie, there is right? Something, there is something. The timing all the way through it is really good. Uh, something happens. Yeah. Uh, like every ten minutes, right? Like clockwork. Well, it was like a know? crime. It was like a crime drama. It was like watching one of those film right. noirs. The right, boom, exactly. Boom, boom, boom. And, and it <laughs> and it managed to not go too far at any one time, which right. was something that a lot of these films did. You know, um, it's like you never had like the the car chase with cars going super fast or you know the two guys <laughs> machine guns at the window yeah. yeah yeah you didn't have you know they, they somehow or other it just kind of avoided cliches that the and these films at this period were just completely made of cliches wasn't the de- detective kind of bothered me because he was kind of a cliche a little bit yeah like- right Exactly. So I, I want to say that I didn't think Max Lon Chaney was great, but an awful lot of the other characters were pretty terrible. Yeah, but, Max Showalter. I was like, uh, I didn't like that guy. I was like, okay. And then Lon right. Chaney was really good at throwing dummies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hey, there it takes something to throw a dummy. I like any movie with a dummy thrown somewhere. It looks really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, there's a shot at the end. Uh, just like a like a cardboard cutout, and they like pulled it by a string or something. <laughs> it just, like, just kind of went boom. <laughs> I have many times told uh, the story of shooting a dummy across a uh, uh, yes. boulevard. Yes, yeah, I did. It, dummies, dummies are really harsh. Yeah, you you know what the the weird thing is is you you go into you go into uh, like trying to move a, a dummy from one place to another, and the first thing you know. It's a battle, and you think that you have all the advantages, and you don't because you're the one that can move. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> well, you were telling me a story. I think it was, yeah, Throw Mama from the Train, right? Wasn't it Throw Mama from the Train? Story time with Mick. We were trying to make one jump out of a car, and and we wound up, uh, uh, we wound up shooting it out of, a, uh, uh, out of an air mortar. <laughs> And uh, and the weird thing about the air mortar is the air mortar kept shifting a little bit, right? And finally, I said, you know what? You have to stop it from shifting because they had it up to like 150 pounds, which is crazy amount of pressure. And you know, and fi- finally, I I got I brought the truck down and parked it on the and and took the whole air mortar, propped it up underneath the tires, and we put it on 30 pounds and tested it, and the dummy. <laughs> shot forward and actually gained enough height that it went over an eight foot fence and out <laughs> to the middle of Ventura Boulevard. Right. And it was, you know, fully dressed, wearing it was a, you know, the, the wig, the whole bit, it was this dummy of this, uh, uh, um, uh, to make it look like this woman, like an old woman, you know, lands in the middle of the road slides across the uh, Ventura Boulevard and all we could hear was like, uh, 
you know, brakes squealing and crashing <laughs> and all the rest of that shit. And I was like, oh my God. So we had to run, we had to both run around and get on both ends of the dummy. Oh man. <laughs> and run it back into the shop. Um, and then the people figured out who we were. <laughs> Turned into a, a thing. Oh, <laughs> a thing. Well, at least yeah. it wasn't Bel Air. <laughs> yeah. It, Right. You know, if it was Bel Air, I'd still be in jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the detective really bothered me. And the, the way I didn't understand it, he asked the girl to marry him. And the girl was like, Well, everybody knows you can't say no to a detective. And I was like, What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, there was uh, one thing that I have noticed about going through old films is that some of them are so uh strongly uh misogynistic uh that it, or, or or just plain racist yeah well this would have the, the wacky dame called yeah <laughs> the wacky dame called and said she saw this guy exactly there's a lot of dames a lot of dame saying you yeah know? and broads uh, this, yeah this was even before the word chick you know? right. this is, oh man this is like uh yeah um and 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 well, you know how dames are. <laughs> Those crazy you know, that dames. was that was pretty common. And uh, <laughs> oh well, you know, yeah, she couldn't come because she was having you know, because she, she was having a woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's just all kinds of that kind of stuff. You know, it, it's like it's like modern um, black and white TV in the '60s, right? Uh, when you first started to get the series, like. Um, and some of them are so, you know, so sexist that, that it really mm, is pretty startling, you know. Uh, but you get ones that have such strong char uh, women characters that kind of buck against that. Um, but uh, I, one of the best, I one of the, honestly the best that does, that treats different people, different races, women respectful a whole bit i know, I know that's gonna sound weird but it was the but it was the monsters <laughs> no the monsters is amazing i love that show <laughs> oh it's it and the thing is is it it's uh so far ahead in terms of empowerment you know and uh what was that know, was that mid to late 60s is yeah that the right time frame uh 66 to uh 60 eight or nine something yeah it was like very short because i know i've seen every episode like a lot because <laughs> it yeah, wasn't very yeah, I'm yeah. very long a few years that might even be it might be 64 to 66 so it was all in black and white i don't think it ever changed color well i think that the movie when the movie came out it was color i think the movie came out in color yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but 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 it really did surprise me the uh um uh in fact uh the uh eddie monster is still around at all the uh conventions He's an interesting guy. He's really interesting. Interesting guy. Yeah, he's very, very intense, and, and he looks like he's going to snap at any moment. But I haven't seen him snap at all. So it's not I as, just... it's not as. I'm trying to adjust my camera on the fly here. It's not really working. <laughs> um, it's not as crazy as uh, I remember, like reading about uh, the guy that played Batman. Um, Adam he was West? very serious about his his Batman. Oh, Adam suit. West was very serious about Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and it just yeah. when you read about how There's serious he was, you're like, oh I my god. Jay Thomas. Oh, Jay Thomas. Okay. Tells a story uh, that's a very very famous. You're talking story about the guy of, from Cheers, the guy that played the 
Right, right. Okay. Played that, uh, I used to like the Jay Thomas radio show. I used to listen to it, but he passed right. away. That kind of ended that. Well, yeah, that's that that that'll, that's, that'll that's usually a, end things. No, it's almost a certain dip in ratings. So uh, he, he. Well, it depends. Knows, it could be a lift if it's the right person. <laughs> you know, Fox, Fox News, right? Right. Uh, so uh, uh, he he tells this the story about uh, him. <laughs> And a ride with Adam West uh, to a convention uh, in a, a small town, right? And uh, <laughs> and he's going there with Adam West for, for like a an opening of a store or something, right? And Adam West is there uh, to to go to like an early convention, and he tells the story about them both being picked up by the um, by the town editor yeah <laughs> right and uh and and jay thomas so jay thomas literally is goofing off and he takes over the wheel right <laughs> and he starts driving into town and he's as stoned as you can possibly imagine and everybody is him him and the and the driver are stoned because they had to wait for uh adam <laughs> to, is this around to, the time of uh laverne and shirley it's something like that right when he wore fur coats everywhere just, yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, and they're completely stoned, and they're driving into town, and they get pulled over, and uh, and the the cop wants to know about you know like who these two guys are, and gets them out and gets both walking lines, and he says, all of a sudden Adam West comes out, comes up behind the cop, and goes, uh, "What's the problem here?" <laughs> Was he in a suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But See, he like, forgot that detail. He does, he does you know, he, yeah, yeah, he's literally in the suit. And, and just, wow, you're you're Batman. That's insane. Like, fucking amazing. <laughs> gets him off and then and then gets in and drives them. <laughs> he drives them. <laughs> wow. That's so, crazy. Um, yeah, there's that. Well, I remember hearing uh, Robin, the guy who played Robin. I'm forgetting his name right now. But I, I heard of him on a radio Lord. show one time. <laughs> yeah, and he said that he used to wear his suit to conventions, and then it, he got too fat for it. <laughs> but he seemed a little bit more down to earth about it. He was like, yeah, it just didn't fit he, me anymore. Yeah, oh, you'd have to be to be him, right? Right. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, just, just to exist in yes. life yep. as, as Robin, you'd, you'd pretty much have to be laid back or have committed suicide right right are, are we rating this uh it's here's the thing in the end it's a better film than we're actually letting on it's it's it just it keeps your interest and yeah. and it is it is within a group of films that uh the vast bulk of them are terrible <laughs> the vast i did like uh i like the mixed genres it kept it was yeah. a little distracting when he was shot and his overcoat didn't have any holes in it, but I let that go. <laughs> and, then, and then the, the but, thing at the end, know, the scene just, at the end was terrible. The way it come ended. On, just, just for the look of the town of Los Angeles, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that was great. Watching those shots, yeah. I mean, it's just all those shots are just so... Uh, but don't you think the ending you know? was terrible? Like... <laughs> I yeah, just pictured yeah, a little like, production assistant pulling a string and like the, the cardboard cut out of this guy like going... Let's pull down, like <laughs> boom. <laughs> but like I say, uh, especially uh, there, you know, we're we're all looking at films for different things, and, and no, me it was personally, entertaining. 
<laughs> I, I, there's something entertaining about it, and, and I have to tell you, this just the, uh, the, the views of of Los Angeles were amazing. The Angels flight, all the uh, yeah. stuff on the Angels flight was just so cool, and and they were shooting. Obviously, they were shooting right on Angels flight uh, because that the platform in the middle is the middle of the run, and and that had restaurant it's been restaurants it's been everything you can possibly imagine you know over the years and that that platform is still was still there the last time i saw it in the 80s so right well no it was <laughs> no I, I enjoyed watching this it was just for me it was like i kept getting into more of the humor of it because of the how dated it is a little bit and then yeah. showing his twitching yeah. eyes and then going to the long shot or medium shot and he's looks completely normal like wouldn't his <laughs> eyes still be twitching <laughs> it's like it was just the editing was a little funky like okay who was the director for it this wasn't the one that was directed by a uh, um jack pollock's fin i've been running into a lot of corman's stuff uh corman's well this had that kind of feel to it which i liked about it it died. That's one thing for sure. It definitely did. It was an independent film that they apparently was shot independently. So I guess they had to find distribution after they made it. So that's why it yeah, took two years. These, yeah. It, it seems like uh, the name that you see the most in these old black and white independents is Sam Ars- Arkoff. Sam Arkoff, yeah. You know, that name comes up all the time. You know, like, wow, he was, he, he, he was, must have had it like just a boatload of money and he would just put out for a little bit <laughs> here's you know it's got a scoop and you know uh, a, a, a huge pile of quarters and you just go here that's five scoops for that script <laughs> five scoops for this script oh that's funny so well, so I don't know what to rate it um... I, I see I would rate it as a, a as a good even two five two seven Yeah, you know, for for what it is, for like a kind of a low budget movie from the fifties, I think I'm kind of in the same area, kind of average, two point five. Yeah, yeah, but but you gotta admit, you know, it, it does have some great, it has great <laughs> shots of L.A. and a couple of great shots uh, of um, uh, of San Francisco. They did shoot there. I mean, you could tell. The only problem I had with it was just the the, the detective really bothered me. Just so, I don't know the way he talked or something. And I've seen that guy in a lot of stuff, like a lot of TV shows. Well, in that case, our work here is done. Yep. And I'm done with you. 